don't think I really had dangerous toys as a kid. The moon shoes were probably the most dangerous thing. Also, the, like, um, I didn't have it, but my cousin did. You know, the inflatable, like, um, boxing gloves? Sock and boppers? Sock and boppers, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I cannot imagine. I decked First my brother all, when he was younger. That's what I was about to say. I hit him with a right hook, he hit the ground. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no. It was supposed to be fun. It wasn't supposed say, to knock him down. Those are insane. Those are almost worse than a closed fist. Yeah. The amount of power. Because you can get so much heat behind it. whipping it. Just <laughs> oh, I don't have to imagine. I did it. I did it. I you don't. Yeah. Just going full power on like a six-year-old kid. Yeah. That kid's head's going to come clean off. It hit, hit, hit my big-headed brother. He hit hard. He was fine. He laughed. Mass. He didn't get hurt, mm. but he went down very yeah. quickly. Mm. Um yeah, sock and boppers. Dangerous. Very fun though. Also, another really fun thing, like especially like around winter, and I don't think you did it much. You may, I think you may have done it. I don't know, but sledding. I mean, sledding was fine. I liked. It was sledding. very dangerous. Yeah, I watched somebody break their neck. <laughs> oh my god! Did <laughs> I mean, he die? I didn't watch them. I yeah, yeah, that was false advertising. We arrived as a family. To our sledding spot as somebody was being taken out <laughs> who had just been paralyzed. Always a good Oh my God. <laughs> sledding. Yeah. He's just uh, standing there. We got to hit this slope. Uh, and we did. <laughs> we got to. <laughs> and we did. That's the caucasity. I want to fly um, like this, man. Yeah. He, I, I guess the person hit a tree. Uh, he was legitimately paralyzed. I believe so. And then he just went down the side. <laughs> yeah. And then my brother almost went into a river. Yeah. A frozen river. Uh-huh. It was fine. We caught him at the bottom. It was close, but it was fine. Oh, my other... And then the same brother. The same I just, brother. <laughs> I just picture... I'm just going to say, you know... Yeah. Just a big head. Just yep, that was I him. I can't stop. Yep. <laughs> I, can't, I got too much momentum. <laughs> like, he tries to yeah, pull yeah. out of the sled, and yeah. then his head the, hits the ground <laughs> and keeps going. <laughs> Help me. The same brother... The same brother, um, while, while we were, it was a different that? sledding trip when he was like very young. Yeah. Um, my dad was going down like the sled on his belly uh-huh. and my brother thought it would be a good idea. He was like four at the time, maybe five. He decided it'd be a good idea to jump on my father on his back Fantastic. while he was going down, uh, slammed his face into the back of my father's head <laughs> and he gave himself a freaking black eye great yeah it's just just having a big head and trying to sled not a great <laughs> idea having a big head in most situations is, not good. <laughs> is it really that big oh it was as a child he's grown into it now <laughs> I feel like it's like a cartoon thing where it's just, it wasn't that big, but when we flash back to it, it's like comically large. It's like, hey, Arnold. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Caillou. Hey, guys. (laughs) You walk into a door and just, guys, help me. You turn around and his head is (laughs) stuck stuck in in the the doorway. I need a little help. (laughs) This is very mean-spirited. This my brother's head is not that big. That's what I'm saying. There's no way it's that big. But every time you describe it as like a big head over here, <laughs> this gargantuan fucking. <laughs> if you're like... listening, I love you, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Yikes. I think at one point we also had a Nerf war at night. A little hazardous. Cool. I think I rolled my ankle on a on a rock one time, but the it was big fun. Big head had like twenty fucking Nerfs <laughs> just stuck through the, his cranium. <laughs> just... 
All right, guys, enough. No, I shot I shot him in the in the eye with a Nerf dart once. I still feel bad about that. Oh, yeah. He went temporarily blind for like an hour. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I proceeded to profusely apologize and cry. I could not And imagine. say, please don't tell mom. Please don't tell mom. I'm so sorry. I'll get you eye drops. Please don't be blind. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm blind. I think I have to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You really don't have to. No, uh, I just never you don't have tell to do them that. that I can't see anymore. You don't. He, he can see fine. Yeah, there's something wrong with. I think there's something wrong with our son. He keeps running into things. <laughs> it's because of his big head. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's because of his big head. Leave him alone. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> just. <laughs> It's like a, sh- a show where every episode his head just gets progressively larger. Oh no! <laughs> it's like, what is that? Rem- the only image I have in my head right now is Pops from regular show. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm dead. We need to stop making fun of my brother. We're not. We're appreciating. Uh, no, I'm making that. fun of your making fun of him. Oh, so that's your way out of this, huh? Well, that's what it is, because I I don't believe that it's even that big. (laughs) No, 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 no. back once again to the show dependent podcast it's the podcast that exposes our codependent tendencies with the things that we love how they shaped us into who we are today and whether or not that relationship has changed the lovely voice you're hearing today is kayla with my other wonderful half hi matey okay i'm the one that does the cute voice hi. that you're stealing my bit but i guess i stole yours this week so let's hop to it why don't you ask me how my day is I don't know if I want an answer for that, because right now the energy is chaotic. Yeah, because I got a cheesecake waiting for me on my bed. Surrounded by clean laundry. Eh, somewhat clean. Oh? As clean as a laundry machine is. Apparently they're not very clean, so mm. who really knows? Yeah, did you know you're supposed to like wash your washing machine? That's preposterous. I hate the idea of it. I mean, it's kind of like the same thing as like washing a towel. So I'm doing well. Oh, good. You know, thank you for asking. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, lucky for me, lucky for Eddie. He's got a two-day work week, you know, Woo-hoo. so that... It's funny. I was sitting there at work not doing my job thinking, hmm. Hmm. Can't wait to not do this anymore. <laughs> Can't wait to avoid more of my duties for the rest of today. But also, this week feels bearable. I was in high spirits because it really does wonders for the serotonin levels to oh, know... Yeah. I only have to do this one more time. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know how I do five-day work week. I don't know how most people do it. Because the idea of a full week of work... Yep, yep, yep. Levels plummet. I'm like, we're going down! Mm-hmm. You know, spiraling yeah, 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 yeah. downwards towards You're God's like Snoopy in the Red Baron. Just <laughs> plummeting towards Earth. Mm-hmm. I but understand. I got, but, I got but no then patience. at the last second, Friday night comes and you're able to like pull up. And not crash into the earth. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of glide. At the last second, a beautiful, big, beefy man mm-hmm. swoops in on his jetpack. Oh. And takes me off That's into nice. the sunset. Is that man Turbo Man? Don't spoil it for the people. 
But I suppose reading the title will also spoil yeah, it. Yeah, I, I like to assume our audience knows the topic we're going to discuss. Do you think so? Because I always pay attention to it, but I'm sure that there's some gremlins out there that just click play on something and don't even pay attention to it. I guess I'm kind of like 50-50 on that. Like, for the podcasts I listen to regularly, I'm just like, well, I gotta throw this on because it's <laughs> Ooh, new. new content play. New content play. And then as the episode's going, I'll read the title and I'll be like, huh, that makes sense. So maybe I shouldn't assume that people really read our titles. Well, you're gonna read it now, and I hope you actually read the titles because... Much like my Twitch, let me divert from our main conversation one more time. Okay. I used to do a wrestling show on my Twitch. I may bring it back at some point, but it was very funny because every single unique episode that I had had a unique title that I did based off the story that I had written mm-hmm. for said episode. You and mean I like sp- cohesive branding? Yeah, and I spent such a long time like, ooh, well, okay, this happened, so Brock Lesnar leaves his group. It'll be like the betrayal of Brock Lesnar would be the title. Sure. Right? And then one day, I was sitting on Twitch with like the four people that watched me stream, one of which was Kayla. Hey! And I was like, do you guys even read the titles that I write for these? And like everyone was like, no. And I was like... <laughs> well, I'll go finish ending my own life right yeah, now. And then I looked at the noose that I always keep right next yep. to my computer. Like, Today's just... the day. <sighs> one day soon, old friend. Yep. Yeah. So that's nice. So please read the titles. <laughs> because <laughs> it, it would really be nice that to know that me Especially, taking don't read them for eddie read them for me because i'm the one that writes the titles it's true but and I'm... you're gonna hurt eddie's feelings if you don't read the titles yeah what the hell i you may could not do it... care as much you could do it to me but don't you ever don't do it to eddie don't you ever disrespect this beautiful woman over here or this beautiful man oh well anyways today <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> the 1996 christmas classic Eddie's number one Christmas movie, Escal, and Jingle All the Way. Yep, it is. Shall we start with the meet cute? Let's get started. It's a meet cute baby. It's how we met this thing. What? Eddie showed me this film for the first time, and I was very apprehensive when he told me it was a Christmas movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thought, how the hell is this going to work? Because I'm already pretty apprehensive of Christmas comedy films, because I just think for the most part, they're just for stupid drunk uncles, and I don't like them. But <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, I don't know. I don't know. I guess yeah. that's. If I may interject, uh, I, I oh, oh, I'm two seconds in, and you're already def- on the defense. I'm not defending this film. I was just gonna say I will agree. Most Christmas comedies are pretty shitty. Oh, thank you. Good. I'm it's happy like you agree. I don't need to see semi-racist white people making jokes at the expense of other cultures. Yeah, and like. Like, you know that movie Christmas Vacation? Yeah. Never seen it. It's not that good. I don't want to watch it. The it's things that, that I have seen from it, I'm like, this isn't even funny. It's this just is Chevy just Chase like... being a dick, yeah. which he's not even acting, so good for him. <laughs> I got him. Yeah, it's whatever. I don't like Christmas comedy for the most part, especially like the kind of vein that this film falls into. So I had to give it a shot because it's Eddie's favorite Christmas movie, like you said at the beginning, and it makes him happy. But. After watching it the first time, I can honestly say I didn't like it very much. Ouch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm being honest. Oh. That was just soul dying a little. Oh. Oh, that was so much pleasurable. (laughs) 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 Okay. I mean, I know you like the movie, but geez. Not that much. As you can kind of tell right there, it's kind of been a running joke between Eddie and I that 
I just tolerate this movie for his sake. But having watched it about three or four times now, I do understand why Eddie enjoys this film as much as he does. And I do get a good chuckle out of it every time we watch it. At this point, I'm just happy to pop it in the DVD player and watch a dad essentially go through the 12 labors of Hercules just to make his son smile on Christmas. So it's got that going for it, but... um, It's got a lot more going for it. Here's a more positive take on the film. Eddie, go ahead. Prior to this, I just have to add, love that you still have not fully committed to saying Blu-ray player. You're still using DVDs. We don't use DVDs. Yes, we do. No, no, no. We're done with that. We watched Twilight on DVD. Oh, well, we shouldn't. (laughs) The quality was very bad. Disgusting. (laughs) I legitimately, when I see DVDs in stores, I'm like, ugh. Okay, you elitist. Just, (laughs) I don't use obsolete media. If you're the same guy, every time we walk past vinyls in the store, you're like, oh, you want to buy a vinyl? I'm like, honey, we don't even have a vinyl player. What are we going to do with a vinyl? It's like, I don't know, I look at it. It's, it's nice. I like, it I like the cover art. Okay. Yeah, you... <laughs> what are you so doing? I, let me have my DVDs. Can I see you in the other room? No, right you may not. Let's just go to the other room. <laughs> what the hell was that in there? <laughs> Even though I know the bit, it still makes me laugh every time. <laughs> What's going on? We're supposed to be united front? No, we're not. We're supposed to present ourselves as No, we're together? very divided on this topic. I'm going to need you to stop. <laughs> I'm going to need you to get on the same page. You want me to lie to our audience? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine. I'll let you... I just, you know, I just... I'll, live, I'll let you live in your hypocrisy, but just, just know tonight you have to sleep with a guilty conscience. Of what? Knowing that you're calling me out for liking obsolete things when you also like obsolete things. This has nothing to do with that. <laughs> and when we go back in there, uh huh. United Front. Okay. Strong. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I guess. <laughs> oh, you're you're such a you're a hoot. You oh know that? Oh my goodness! Hey. This guy. Oh God! Hey, this guy. I'm a lady, but sure. <laughs> Love you. Love you too. A young Eddie saw this movie maybe around the age of 13. He instantly became infatuated with just how weird of a movie it was. Arnold, his last name I feel uncomfortable saying because, to be honest, a couple days ago in the truck, I was driving around and I said his last name. I felt like I needed to cancel myself. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I was about to send my boss the tape of me saying it and say, listen, we can't can't have this guy on the staff. Yikes. Because this is not okay. Just look at the spelling. It helps you through it. I'm just going to call him the governator. Fair enough. Arnold the governator is in a Christmas movie. Sinbad, a late, great 90s, 80s, 70s, I'm not really sure, comedian. Is in there cracking jokes. And Phil Hartman, rest in peace, is in there absolutely eating up every scene that he's in. And it's all based around a dude named Turbo Man. It's the kind of movie that makes you wonder why it even got made. But Eddie is very happy that it did. Eddie just loves how dumb the movie is. To him, it's an amazing Christmas movie that's much different from most of the other Christmas films. Many people dislike this film, but what a shock. Eddie loves something that others hate. Because honestly, 
it's simply difficult to see why this movie gets so much hate. This film is one that my father loves. Gotta jump out of third person. A film that my brother loves. So we have definitely bonded over that. As we will discuss, there's a lot to love in this film. All you gotta do is simply stop taking everything so seriously. Enjoy the Christmas season and just enjoy a great film about a father trying to show he loves his son the only way a good father knows how, by buying a toy. You went into third person so hard there. It threw me it threw me back to when we first started dating. We gotta commit to the bit. And we were learning more about each other. And you, you guys <laughs> don't know this about Eddie, but when he refers to himself in the past, he calls himself Little Eddie. As little Eddie or young Eddie. Or young Eddie. It depends on what. where was Eddie at in his life. I mean, very few places according to your trauma memory. <laughs> there's like five core memories. Yeah, there's like five little Eddie stories. There's and like then, 15 And now you're Eddies. here. And now it's just Eddie. Yep. That's fine. Everyone's got to have a bit. Yep, and that is one you have stuck to for almost six years since we've been together. So, yeah. Eddie enjoys it. Oh, my God. I'm happy. I'm so happy for a little Eddie. (laughs) Sweet boy. Had his whole life ahead of him. Had dreams, had aspirations. Now look at you. (laughs) You gotta stop. This is too meta. It's getting weird. We gotta move on. This is a section we call Getting to Know Each Other. It's essentially the section where we recap the film. This movie opens up with Turbo Man kicking ass in his TV show. Turbo Man is like a weird Flash Gordon type hero with jetpacks and a boomerang. He says lines like, you can always count on me. And it's Turbo Time. You're going to want to pay attention to what happens at the beginning of the movie for later. But we see Turbo Man use all his gadgets. He saves a fallen kid by flying in with his jetpack and defeats his enemy Dementor. We pull out of the TV show to see a kid named Jamie who is about to go to his karate belt ceremony thing and his mother Liz is taking him but Jamie is worried his father won't make it. Where is he? Oh, he's just working like an absolute maniac during his company Christmas party. Howard, played by the Terminator himself, and he is going to town. This man makes like 10 calls. Every single client he talks to is his number one customer and he even says the line to his wife, which kills. This man cannot turn off his work. He tries to make it to the karate thing, but instead he's pulled over by our first enemy, a cop. This walking power trip definitely makes him way late, and Jamie is pissed. Howard promises to make up for missing it, and asks Jamie, what do you want for Christmas? Well, nothing other than the Turbo Man action figure, that's what. Father and son have fun, and Liz says, please tell me you got the Turbo Man when I told you to get it weeks ago. Howard says, of course I got it. I got it with the voice lines and the rock'em sock'em jetpack. He's lying. And the next morning, which is Christmas fucking Eve, Howard sets out on the longest day of his life as he goes to try and find the most popular toy of the decade on, and say it with me again, Christmas Christmas fucking Eve. Eve. As you can imagine, this does not go well at all. And as Howard leaves, we meet Ted, a surprisingly eligible bachelor played by Phil Hartman. And this man is enemy number two. Why? Oh, just because he's an overly kind person who judges Howard hard and definitely wants to bang his wife Liz. As Howard is taking on his Sisyphean task 
of getting a Turbo Man doll. Ted already has one nestled safely under his tree for his son. Remember this, guys. And throughout the day, we constantly cut back to Ted putting the moves on Liz. We have one more enemy to meet as Howard gets to the stores, and his name is Myron, played by none other than the infamous Sinbad, a jaded mailman who just wants to get a Turbo Man doll for his son to show, hey, he's not a screw-up. Howard and Myron get laughed out of every building by everyone after they hear that they want a Turbo Man doll on Christmas fucking Eve. And things just get worse from here. After denying to work together with Myron, Howard runs into the cop's motorcycle. Yeah, that's right. The same cop from earlier. Rushes over to a lottery at a toy store to try to get a Turbo Man doll. Gets his lotto ball taken by a stupid, ugly child. We'll get to her later. And then meets a group of SantaCon men. Fights said group of SantaCon men. Escapes an FBI raid. Runs to a radio station to try to win a doll escapes the same cop a third time as a bomb goes off, gets his truck scrapped, towed, and then tries to steal Ted's son's turbo man, fights a reindeer, almost lights a house on fire, and lets down his family one more time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This man has had a day. But everything culminates at the Wintertainment Parade where Turbo Man is going to make an appearance. Howard runs from the same cop again, sees Ted try to put the moves on Liz, and somehow finds himself becoming Turbo Man himself. Yes, Howard is mistaken for the actor that was supposed to play the Turbo Man in the parade. He gets to gift his son Jamie a special edition Turbo Man, but Myron, as Dementor, shows up and they essentially hit every beat from the episode of Turbo Man that we saw in the beginning of the movie. Myron is defeated, but Jamie, sweet little kid that he is, gives the special Turbo Man doll to Myron because his dad is Turbo Man, so he doesn't need the doll. And that pretty much wraps up Jingle All the Way. Once you've gotten to know someone, it's time for you two to go steady. As the Jingle described, it's time for us to delve in to why Eddie is so dependent on this film and why Kayla is coming around on it. You're speaking a little prematurely, but sure. Don't you point to the other room. The room is pointing to you. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It's just... That is so scary. Stop. (laughs) Stop. You know I'm afraid of, like, Rainforest Cafe. It's not a tree. It's a room. No, but the Rainforest Cafe is a living room. Yeah, have you ever thought of that? It's horrifying. I've never thought of anything at Disneyland. It's not in Disneyland. (laughs) What? Where's it at? It's just a restaurant. (laughs) This sounds like the premise of some horror film. Yeah, why do you think I had one breakdown when I was four years old and I never went back to a Rainforest Cafe? I'm never going there again. It sounds horrible. It sounds like... No, but it's like everything I hate. Yeah. Because it's like, it's very bad lighting disgusting it's way too atmospheric like it's super loud because they're playing like fucking toucan sounds while you're trying to i don't know eat a salad i don't know what they serve there but (laughs) yeah no but they they pipe in like smells there's like a specific rainforest cafe smell i think so it like it smells wet and it's like humid oh yeah yeah it's disgusting (laughs) wet and then in the in the corner you just see like a gorilla just like mad dogging you and just 
I don't. That sounded like Santa. But yeah, the the entire restaurant is full of animatronic animals. Yeah, this sounds horrific. Yeah, I don't want to go ever again. I gotta fight a gorilla to get my pasta. Yeah, I don't. I never want to. Which I'm sure is what priced at nineteen ninety eight. Oh, insanely overpriced. Absolutely ridiculous. Oof. Oof. I don't like the idea. Don't even get me started on the talking trees. Mm, mm, no. Howard, our leading man. The man with a plan. No. <laughs> no, he's not. You he revoke has, that immediately. He has a plan. It just doesn't go well. I don't know if it constitutes as a plan when you just literally decide to do it. Yeah, that's a plan. He said, I'm going to go buy the I Turbo Man I feel like doll. there needs to be more of a thought process in nah, order to call something nah, a plan. No, no, no. You say, I'm doing this, and there's your plan, and then you go do it. So Howard is a man of action. No, he's a man of delayed reaction. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> your wordplay, relax. You didn't like it? I thought the room would appreciate That's that good. one. He's, he's smiling slightly. There you go. I, I He's on my side now. But Howard, what kind of a man is he? What kind of a father? What do you think? It can be summarized in one word. Disappointing. Oh, in both? A man? Eh. I mean, he doesn't start off great. We'll give him that. But by the end, he proves his worth, right? I think so. Eh. Yeah. I think Howard at he the is end... A, he has a lot more growing to do. That's for damn sure. Howard at minute 90 is much better than Howard at minute 1. Yeah. So I, let's, I let's just go over some pros and cons of Howard. Give give the lovely listeners who haven't seen this movie, which now's your chance to go watch it. It's worth the time. As I said, it's a brief 90 minutes. I guess it is pretty short. It's not trying to be one of these pretentious, like, hey, take me super serious. Mm-hmm. You, you need to think about every minute. No, 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 no. Perfect length, 90 minutes. Go watch it and then come back and listen. Ready, go. Did you watch it? Are you coming back right now? Did you love it? I think they loved it. <laughs> or they tolerated it. Nope. No, you're right. They loved it. The pros of Howard are thus. He's great at his job. He he is a good schmoozer. This guy's got to be employer of the month since this place opened. And yeah. he will be employer of the month until it closes. Do managers count as employees? They can make themselves employees. I guess you're right. Manager of the month. But what if there's only one manager? Well, tough competition, but he got it. <laughs> it's like in SpongeBob <laughs> where there's two employees and they have an employee of the month award. Uh-huh. It's like, who do you think it's going to be? The one that actively tries to show up on time 100% of the time, puts his blood, sweat, and tears <laughs> into the job every fucking day he's there. Or the dude that can barely be bothered to show up at all. Or the man who actively tries to get customers to murder him. Yeah, or hit him on the head with a bat. Yeah. (laughs) Just put me out of my misery. Can you blame Squidward, though? No, Squidward is all of us. Mm -hmm. But not only is Howard great at his job, he's also jacked. You're right. Which is a positive. That can be a positive. Makes it easier for you to carry the weight of your own failures. Mm-hmm. But also makes it easier for you to lift that weight of your own failures mm. off your shoulder. And throw mm. it where? <laughs> Just throw it out of sight, out of mind. Just out the freaking man. window. <laughs> Just huck it into the atmosphere. Lands on some, some poor innocent bystander, crushes them to death. Yeah, it could land on that stupid cop. Ah, fair enough. That You know, I like that solution. Mm-hmm. Howard is also, and they don't bring it up in the film, but it's very clearly evident. 
Howard is an immigrant, so we gotta give it up. I'm... We gotta give it up for the immigrants right here. A shouts out to Howard, coming over from Austria, manager, killing it, ten number one customers, including his wife. Uh, what she is buying from him, I I don't know if she needs to be buying. From him. <laughs> Look at the life this man made for him and his family. A beautiful immigrant story. I you know, like Thank you said, they never bring it up, so I cannot confirm or deny that oh it's confirmed but you you could why, still be why would he have this accent he could be the child of an immigrant and why still have an have... accent <laughs> no yeah no yeah how there are plenty of people that are raised in the states that keep their accent from their family he didn't have an accent though who didn't howard what do you mean he didn't have an austrian accent what do you mean I'm saying, theoretically, if his parents came here from Austria and talked to him exclusively in that accent. He's still an immigrant. Not if he was born here. Theoretically. I know this isn't the case. We can leave this. No, 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 no. Let's move on. No, 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 no. Let's move on. Howard is an immigrant. Okay. He very clearly has an Austrian accent. Sure. He did not come over from parents. (laughs) You want to say that sentence again? Nope. (laughs) I don't. Came over from parents. Yeah, that's right. He said parents, an, not Paris. <laughs> an immigrant success story, and you have to agree with it. Look at the life he built for his family. For himself. Number one customer. Does he sell mattresses? I don't know what he Is sells. Is that his Leo. job? <laughs> I think it's a mattress. To like, be company. honest. I should know. You. This is your favorite Christmas movie, and you don't know what Howard's job is. I feel like I always assumed that he just sort of sold stocks. I think he sells bed sheets. Or paper? Mm, I think he may sell like... Um, he works at some corporate office. I know. I think it may be like linens for hotels. Like bed sheets and mattresses for hotels. Because they show a screen cap of his computer screen. Uh-huh. And it says something about sheet sets. Really? I'm pretty sure. Well, it would be news to me. You know, look at me noticing things that you've been watching for 20 plus years. Hey, I'm mesmerized by Howard, <laughs> Howard's work ethic. Just being a horrible this man person. Schmoozing. And remember, you're my number one, one customer. customer. Liz, no. <laughs> you know what, Howard? Screw you. You're sleeping on the couch tonight. It's fine because you know what else Howard has that's going for him? He's got a never say die attitude. He never gives up. He never quits. He... Call him the John Cena of Jingle All the Way. No, if he was John Cena, he wouldn't even be in the movie. Don't do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't even see him. John Cena's in the film as well. You just, you know? Oh my God. That would be so funny. If you what? make a movie and you put John Cena's just put, just name the at credit. the top. <laughs> you put him in the credits. He's like top booking, but just he's never like, in the film. Hey, John Cena, I got a great gag uh-huh i got a great you pay joke. him like i don't know honestly I mean, you probably wouldn't even pay anything. him yeah i'm sure john cena would be like huh, okay <laughs> just take me to lunch and you can put my name on this poster uh-huh. or just oh my god or not even if you top bill him you could just in the credits like at the end and yeah. featuring john cena as himself yeah. and people would be like where was john cena john in this cena was movie? in this let me rewind <laughs> That's a get, good way to get, get people to rewatch a movie. Unlimited though. rewatches. Yeah. People going in frame by frame. Mm-hmm. Just 
No, no, he's right there. He's right there. Rewind. No, Rewind. that's just a dude that looks like John oh, Cena. He's still... And then you put a bunch of lookalike John yeah. Cena. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> I love this idea. We need to make this movie happen somehow. <sighs> yeah. Oh, it'd be oh, so funny. That's very good. And then at the end, it would be like IMDb. Despite crediting John Cena, <laughs> he's actually not in the movie. And he starts getting, oh my god! And then all these like, what are they called? Paparazzi are like chasing him down to like try to get a comment on the movie. He's mm-hmm. like, what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> or not that John Cena plays into it. He's yeah, like, I like that. Had a more. great time on set. Honestly, one of the best directors I've ever worked with. Mm-hmm. I really, really hope everyone enjoys it. I had a great time filming my scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what, what? I've been working on this feet. I've been working on this film for three years. <laughs> <laughs> I call it my own Citizen Kane. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, I good. could not be prouder. My my magnum opus. <laughs> so remake of Jingle All the Way. What is happening? I I love that idea. It needs to happen. I need it now. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. It's such a duh like move. Mm-hmm. Especially like WWE Studios. You would think that they would have tried to pull that already, but I guess oh, yeah. not. Vince, if you're listening, don't listen. Put Hunter <laughs> on the line. I don't want to talk to your ugly mug. Get yeah. Hunter H. Holmes on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, get him on the line. Anyway. Howard, he's a fighter. He's got certified hands for sure since he fights multiple people in this film. Oh, he takes out like what? He takes out at least like 25 Santas. I would say close to 25, yeah. He takes out Myron. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like he takes I feel like he shoves out. a few he, strangers. He takes a deer out. Oh, a reindeer, too. Those things are strong. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Takes it off his feet. All right. He's also anti-cop. That's one thing we can give him. Oh, there's many things we can give him. No, 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 no. That's the last thing I'm going to give him because I want to get to the cons already. No, no, no. Because the last thing is this man is great at improv. Ah, he's he, a swindler, you mean? He thinks on a real his good businessman. This man's lying on his feet. He got hey, oh, he's ducking, bobbing, and weaving. I mean, how do you get out of an FBI raid so flawlessly, so perfect? He does do he, a good job because he's that. a great salesman. He knows yep. how to sell. It's almost like capitalist. It's almost like this is a scripted movie. Yeah, and how it is a character <laughs> in it who's just going along. I with was just trying happening. to shit on Business America, but you you, you know you got oh, me. Oh, it's there. almost like they got no souls and they just lie to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, just yeah, say yeah. what you want to hear. That's where I was going. Yeah, it's fine. Thank you. Listen, at the end of the day, Howard has possibly one of the worst days imaginable. Think about everything we told you in the recap. Imagine having one of those no, things no, happen no. to you. Mm-mm. You would be like, I'm done with today. I get a flat tire and I'm just like I don't think I can go on. Mm-hmm. for maybe a month so everything we gotta say though he has his moral limits he won't steal from a kid and he also doesn't yell at his kid despite jamie jamie's the softest little child you'll hey, ever see that's how- anakin skywalker you're talking about there that kid sucks you shut up he's cute are you an angel but you, right, sh- to, you <laughs> right to the stomach <laughs> nice to little Annie. Yeah, yeah. The guy who became Darth Vader and murdered a bunch of children. He said sorry at the end. (laughs) And then he died. Just like Hitler sent out a real quick, hey, my bad. Mm -hmm. And then all good. It's all, hey. I forgave him. (laughs) Oh, godly of you. I am, you know, a pious woman. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that hurt to say. But he doesn't yell at his son. No, he, he's very level He barely raises his voice and Jamie's like, my father fucking yelled at me. I revoke that. He's not level-headed. 
He's kind of crazy, but he's level-headed with his child. We can say that. Fine, since you hate him so much, why don't you, why don't you tell us some comments? I think I will. I think I will. He's got, he's, he just has absolute tunnel vision with his family. <laughs> he has no idea what's going on in anybody's life, uh, except for his own. And it barely even his own life, apparently. It just seems to be exclusively work life that he cares about. Like because a man. Any, anything that his wife Liz says to him goes in one ear and out the other. Like a man. He's got manly duties. He has to man it up at work and man it up at home, which is to say, don't do anything. Mm. I mean, think about the land that this immigrant came from. You know, the traditional values of the past. I feel like Austrian women are listened to. First of all. (laughs) He's like, no, I think I'll actually go for... I mean, Liz seems like a very intelligent woman. She is. But she's obviously put up with Howard shit for way too long. She's at the end of her proverbial rope. Listen, I'm not saying it was right, but it was a different time. Back when the men... The 90s. Back when, <laughs> back when men were men. Oh, I'm going to throw something at you. You men better stop. Were, were expected to go work, I'm earn... fling this mask <laughs> at Earn you. the wages. Mm. Ah! <laughs> oh, that was the most feminine... <laughs> back when oh, yeah. men were... Yep, there we go. That classic bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, and it's better now. Stop making excuses for him. I gotta defend This is my, my man turn Howard. to dump on Howard. That's Turbo Man right there. No, he is not Turbo Man yet. We'll get there, okay? Let me shit on him for a little bit longer. Uh, whatever, hey. He is a man of one mind. He can only focus on one thing at a time. He, ironically, as good as he is at multitasking at his job, cannot do it in any other facet of his life. The one thing in his family that he's chosen to focus on right now is Jamie, which I guess is fine because, yeah, it's it's almost like it's your child that you chose to bring into this world and you kind of owe them baseline decency. <sighs> Another bad trait, especially in the 90s, is just keeping copious amounts of cash <laughs> on you. Yeah, it was wild. Ca- like, I think if we, I think we like calculated kind of for inflation. I would estimate he keeps about a grand on him at all times. In 96. In 96. Which estimated for inflation for now, would be... Now it would be at least $2,000. Yeah. This man walking around with two grand in his in pocket. In his pocket on well, Christmas Eve. Buddy, what are you doing? And you obviously live in a dangerous ass city. Yeah. Your truck got scrapped in broad day. In front of a public place. Like on it a, wasn't an alley. It was like in front of a diner. Busy street. Yeah. And everyone just, yep. They're like, that fucking sucks. Get his that ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not how you spell Mary. But nope. go for it. No, no, no. Yeah, this man throws. He spends about two grand. Just, oh, sorry, here's money. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me buy that. Here's some money. Yeah. Oh, I'll make it okay. Here's a little money. I mean, not to get on my high horse, because my horse is like a little rocking horse. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he is a big procrastinator. So am I. But like, not this bad. Oh, no, and not Did for you Christmas. wait until Christmas Eve to buy not only a gift for your child, but, like, the gift of the season? Mm-hmm. Impossible. Yeah. Some yeah, of, no, no. Some no. of these things, I mean, scalpers and all that, but right now it's impossible just to find a pack of Pokemon cards. Yeah. Imagine trying to find that on Christmas Eve. No, not like, going to happen. Come on, Howard. Mm-hmm. You're better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not, but you're better than that. Yeah, but he's pretty much every bad thing about men. Subtract the misogyny. Hey, so pretty good. Not pretty good. <sighs> yep. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, 
I mean, at for, least he's not a misogynist. For a lot of men. That's hard. Pretty difficult. It's very difficult oh for God. a lot of men to not I hate, hate women. I hate <laughs> it. Isn't that so weird? Absolutely, like, some of these weirdos, they're just all they want in their life. The classic bit of it is the gamer guy who wants a gamer girl, and as soon as he hears a girl speak on Xbox Live, shut up, whore. Mm-hmm. No one listens to sluts. Yep. Buddy, how are you going to get a girl to like you? The best is when the girl absolutely decimates that guy. Like if they're playing Black Ops or whatever yeah. and just just sniping his ass for the entire round. Oh, God, lucky. Oh, shit. Uh. Mm-hmm. Just silence. Yep. Logs off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate men. <laughs> fingers in, in the mouth. Mm-wah. I know. I like... Really want to just <sighs> taste the juices. Yeah, <laughs> I I dip my whole hand in the spaghetti sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Hey, you know it's homemade because my mother, she mixes it with the hands. Mm-hmm. It's literally handmade. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Oh god, that was wet sounding. Ah, some good. Okay, but other than Howard having to fight against himself. Because at the end of the day, he really is his own worst enemy. He does somehow encounter three big bads. Yeah, it's wild. A lot of people in films, a lot of protagonists in films, they get one bad guy. Yeah. One enemy, one arch nemesis. Mm-hmm. Our guy Howard, not only is he fighting the city itself, he's fighting... <laughs> in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> this man's got to be... He's just fucking saying. like Batman. Is, he, is Howard in Gotham? He may as well be. Or he's where they fucking live in Saw. Oh Just my the, god, the gritty the, apartment. The seediest yeah. town imaginable. Uh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. could be believable. I believe it. But Howard, this man, has not one, not two, but three enemies in this film. And funny enough, hmm. this being a Christmas film and all. Yeah. Kind of feels like these three enemies represent the ghosts of Howard's Christmas. Much like Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Ooh, a Dickens-esque uh-huh. story mm-hmm. in Jingle you, All the Way. Do you want to say Dickens again? Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Yes. Our first enemy. Mm-hmm. My most hated enemy. For some reason. Is the cop. He doesn't have a name. We encounter him early. He's the first enemy we meet. First of all, he represents the ghost of Christmas past. To us. A cab real quick. Yep. A cab. This guy definitely should not have a badge. I'll tell you that right now. He's the definition of a walking power trip. He's the he's the kid you see who is throwing temper tantrums, way too quick to anger, punches his sister. Oh, fun. I don't know why he's... I said that. It was just a cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know. great. Oh, great. Familial abuse. Yeah. And then turns to you and says, I want to be a police officer when I grow up. And you're like, (laughs) maybe no. You should never have any power. Maybe you should go to therapy for like a decade. And then we could revisit this potential. And then we could tell you no, because hopefully by then it won't be. But hopefully by then they'll have like, I don't know, some sort of standards for becoming a cop. Nope. Nah. Never going to happen in this country. Sorry. Is is you white? Yes. You have a complex about being white and thinking that pox are going to take over? Mm Mm-hmm. Hit them streets. Boy, you better hit them streets and hit them black people. Yep, that's how it gets so dark. Okay. 
when he pulls over Howard at the beginning, Howard very simply, as any person who's trying to make it to any loved one's event, would say, like, oh, I'm trying to get to X event. Oh, that's what you would say? Because you know what I would say? I'd just start crying. <laughs> I'm terrified of cops. I would just... I'm, I'm sorry, officer. I, I didn't mean to. I've never been pulled over before. I, I don't want to get a ticket, please. That's how that would go for me. All right, well, everyone except for Kayla yep. would be like, oh, sorry, I'm trying to get to this event. And then the cop hears this and is like, oh, I'm sorry. Didn't realize that other people had wants and needs. Now I'm just going to do a field sobriety test on you for no reason. Mm-hmm. Unjustly. You're clearly not drunk. Oh, no. And then proceeds to waste his time. What is that called? Illegal detainment? Yeah. Yeah. Detained illegally or illegal field sobriety test, whatever the hell. This man just wants to... Be a dick? Be a dick. But he's the ghost of Christmas past because he keeps Howard in check. He holds Howard accountable and reminds him of all the mistakes he's made, not only in this film that we see, but clearly Howard's made a lot of mistakes not being places, not being there for his family. Mm -hmm. And this cop is just reminding him of all the ways that he's messed up. You screw up. You screw up. You screw up. You're good for nothing. You're deadbeat. Not only that, we said all the times that he runs into this cop is about four or five times. But I would be remiss if I didn't say, I see this cop. He looks like a cop that's killed a black man and gotten away with it. Oh, yeah. Multiple times. Suffered no consequences. You know, paid leave. Ugh. Got a nice little vacation to Bora Bora. Mm. I don't know where that is, but I've heard it in TV shows. It sounds well, nice. Wanted to throw it out there. And he's on the bomb squad, supposedly, but he couldn't tell that the bomb was real. Which also goes to show, this guy's not good at his job. I will remind you, this is a silly movie. Do not. With jokes. Ever. (laughs) Bring logic (laughs) into the films that we watch. Oh, boy. We're going to have to redo some episodes, I guess. Never. Okay, well, mm, it's almost (laughs) like it's a gag that he was on the bomb squad for 12 years and then got blown up. It's almost like he's bad at his job. It's almost like that's the point. It should be kept in check and probably should have been fired. Especially no, no, after no, no, killing no, no, no. a black man. We have to gonna, maintain. We're just going to let him get away with that? The status quo. It's perfectly fine, I guess. So. Yep. We're, the system's not broken. It's worth working the way it was supposed to be. Well, let me just say this. Sinbad is lucky he was not cast as Howard because Howard would have ran into the cop day one, been arrested mm-hmm. for, Gone. Being, for being drunk and having drugs with the intent to sell. And Jamie would have never seen his father again. So good for Howard being Austrian. I love how you were the one that's like, let's keep this episode light and fun. And then you took that hard left turn to the dark alternate universe that could be Jingle all the way. I'm just saying, we gotta be real here. You literally said don't bring logic into this five seconds ago. Listen, that logic right there is exactly what I'm talking about. We don't need any of that. We don't need any of that. Everybody buckle in. We gotta go along with Eddie's delusions for a little while. Tell us about the second enemy. I will tell you about the second enemy. The second enemy's name is Ted, and I can't tell if I love him or hate him. Oh. I think it's mostly hate with a little bit of, well, you guys, not too bad. <laughs> first, uh, first thing going against him, he's a man. 
Just kidding. Just kidding. So strike. <laughs> strike. Get him out of here. So three strikes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. That's good. Just, just call it, he's a man. Ugh. <laughs> next Ma- character. Next. Sinbad. Man. Man. Next. Disgusting. Jamie. Future man. Next. Your boy. Becoming a man. <laughs> next. Uh-huh. No. Okay. Ted represents to us the ghost of Christmas present because he is presently trying to fuck Liz. Oh, boy. <laughs> this man is... He's, he goes in hard. He is also like the symbol of Christmas in this movie, weirdly he, enough. He also goes in gross. Because yeah. he gets real pervy Yucky. at the end. Ooh. But yes, he does symbolize Christmas because he's, he's wholesome. He's essentially Ned Flanders. Yeah, but like but with rapey vibes. If, yeah, but if Ned Flanders was trying to bang Marge. And also not have a loving wife that didn't die, but instead divorced him. Aw, Marge. Aw. That's very sad. Now I'm sad. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, he's just a piece of shit. He's one of those really, like, condescending, self-righteous people that just, like, goes out of their way to make you feel like you're doing a bad job as a person because he's doing so much better. Oh, you know what this reminds me of? Mm. It reminds me of, like, and maybe this is just, like, a me thing, but I don't think it is. It's, like, that thing where, and it's typically women that do stuff like this. They're like, well, when I woke up at like 4.30 this morning to go on my five-mile jog, after that I like made myself a blueberry smoothie and then I, I meditated for like an hour and a half and then I took the kids to school and then I came back and I did my skincare routine and then I cleaned the whole house and I still had like five hours left over in my day. So I decided to like treat myself, go to Target. I spent two grand. Shut up. But you know what happens? Shut up. Like I had the best, you know, you know Target. You just go in and like, I'm just going to get one thing. And then I end up spending like $5,000. Kathy, you know? I will kill you. What? What is it? Shut up. Okay, well. Shut up. <laughs> rude. Some people, huh? No, but he's, Ted is that. But the male version, which is just like, you didn't hang out your lights up <laughs> on your house. It's Christmas Eve, I you was, dumb fuck. I was doing myself. Yeah, I'll what? do it for you. Bump, bump, bump. About the disrespect, yeah. you're going to hang up another man's you lights? You know what else I'm going to bang tonight besides these nails into your roof? <laughs> it's going to be your wife, it's Howard. It's going to be your wife. And now you're going to watch. I'm going to cuck you, Howard. <laughs> you like that, That's the huh? porn version of Jingle All the Way. Oh, wow. Ted gets his way. Good Ugh. for Ted. <laughs> I did not like that. I don't like that it either. subtitle. <laughs> Instead of jingle all the way, it's Ted gets t- his way. <laughs> you want to say Ted gets his way? I'm going to kill myself. No. I, I wish my brain was an Etch-A-Sketch. Mm-hmm. I want to delete that. Oh, Lord. Ugh. Anyway, I hate him. Yeah, he's just too nice. But he's like very perfect. good at everything, which is also an annoying characteristic. Yeah. He's a people pleaser. Possibly the grossest thing he does is eat cookies. It's <laughs> the way he eats. Yeah, these you want to you want to give them a little sample. Go ahead, go ahead, emulate Ted when he's eating Liz's cookies, and that is not a euphemism. Liz made Christmas cookies. How did he eat the cookies, Eddie? Oh, his cookies. Oh, I think Liz is in the shower. You want me to go get her? No! <laughs> no! That's my wife, you pervert! <laughs> Put the cookie down! <laughs> yeah, this man legitimately asked a husband 
Do you want me to go see if your wife is naked in the shower? Yep. And his face lights up. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to go check? Ted, <laughs> how Howard has not murdered you up to this point is a miracle. And it's wild that Liz, I mean, I guess she doesn't really know. I don't I, know. I, I feel like she I picks up on the vibes, but the she's end. like just trying to be nice. And it's hard because Jamie, her son, is best friends with Ted's son. So it's like you kind of want to like be kind See, because gross, you want to maintain so. that friendship for your child. That's what makes it more gross. Because Ted, like, knows. Ted's like, I want to be your new dad. Imagine Ted is your father. <sighs> yes, I can because Just of that one scene <laughs> where he's, he's taking, quote unquote, taking care of the kids and fixing the cookies. He's piped down in there. Yeah. I can remember that. That is funny. That hits, that, that hits home base right for me. I already got my son a turbo man weeks ago. It's, it's nestled, nestled safely under, under a tree. tree. Ted, you are the worst. Ted, why do you talk like that? <laughs> What is this accent you've developed? Don't use the word nestle around me ever again. Mm. He wants to nestle his head in somebody's bosom. Ooh, Ted gets his way. Ugh, I'm sick to my stomach now. Let's move on to Myron, our third ghost. Myron, the third ghost. The ghost of Christmas future. Mm-hmm. Why is he the ghost of Christmas future, Eddie? Please Ironically, explain. for one, he can't plan for the future himself. Got him! Myron symbolizes the bad future that Jamie could have if Howard doesn't step up his game as a father, which means that Myron is a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. Much like in the Dickens classic. Say Dickens again. Much like in the Dickens classic. <laughs> D-yuck. D-yuck. D-yuckins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your voice squeaked. <laughs> the ghost of Christmas future shows Scrooge what could happen if he doesn't change his ways? There you go. And Myron, kind of funnily, right on the nose, shows Howard exactly that. Because after they meet up at a diner, once they've failed multiple times to find a Turbo Man, they meet up and Myron says, hey, truce, let me pour a little old homestead whiskey. Says, peace. Yeah. <laughs> Throws up the peace sign. Let me throw a little old homestead whiskey And let's just coffee. remind people, this is Sinbad that we're talking about, like... Sinbad. What's so wrong with Sinbad? What? I don't know. I don't know anything about the guy. This is the only thing I've seen him in. All right. Well, we can learn more about Sinbad. I don't think I want to. Hey. <laughs> Maybe come on this now. is just Sinbad for me. They bond a little bit over saying we screwed up. This is our one chance to prove that we're not screw ups. And what do we do? We screw up. Myron goes on this tangent. He tells about his own youth growing up. His father, how his father let him down multiple times. He says, oh, there was one time in my life that I really wanted a toy. I wanted it more than any other toy ever. It was some wild gun that was like seven guns in one. And he goes through the ad and he lights up and says, this was amazing. And he says, well, I never got that toy. Because for my father, Christmas was just another day to let me down. Which is just... Good Lord. <laughs> oh. And then he says, and now look at me. I'm a mailman, hate my job, essentially, you know, hate my life. And he says, hey, do you know this guy? Howard says, yeah, he's the CEO of some company. And Myron says, yeah, his father got him one of those toys. He was his neighbor growing up. Yeah, we were on the same street. And now look where he is. And look where I am. And then when he goes to take a sip of the whiskey, Howard looks at him and he sees, he rubs his eyes and boom, 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 and sees Jamie in front of him. Toasting and saying, here's to you, dad. Mm -hmm. 
And he's dressed in a cute little <laughs> mailman outfit, little Annie. Mm-hmm. Drinking alcohol. What are you doing, Jamie? You get back in the house. You are like six years old. You go practice killing kids. Oh, I got it. Okay. Took a second for my brain to connect the wires. And Howard mm-hmm. says, I got to change. I can't do this. I can't allow this to happen. Mm-hmm. So Myron, very much on the nose, shows Howard what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You got to get this kid this toy. Otherwise, it's all done for him. That's how life works, right? You either get the toy or you don't. Yeah. You're successful or you're not. No, but, but yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the for message. The, for, the, for the purposes of the story, yes. Mm-hmm. In Myron's eyes. Sure, yeah. But what what else is Myron other than the ghost of Christmas future? Well, he's mean-spirited. He's jaded. He's volatile. He's lost. He's scared. He's loud. This man just goes through all the motions all the time just to get that one thing. He wants to help Howard, but Howard keeps pushing him away. It's also very funny because Myron legitimately will shove Howard oh, yeah. <laughs> at any chance he gets. Shove, push, trip, kick, fling, all the adjectives. Oh yeah, nice try, buddy. Right into a bunch of cassettes. But both Myron and Howard want better futures. Not only for themselves, but for their kids. And ultimately, their driving force is just making their kids happy. Mm -hmm. And for Myron, it's trying to make his kid happier than his childhood was. Which is pretty noble. I feel like that's what most parents want. It's just that he goes about it kind of in not so great a way in this film. It's almost like being a disenfranchised person inherently makes it more difficult to succeed in this country. Mm -hmm. And being a person in howard's position is inherently more advantageous yeah check your privilege howard he is an immigrant though don't take that away from him he's still (laughs) a man that is white passing strike three (laughs) nice try white man man. no silence man and we we have to say myron he does have the whole bomb situation where he he says that he saves packages. This that... is a pre-9-11 film, people. It is, 96. Nice, good point. Mm-hmm. But still funny. It does hit. He's... It's not scary. He's a mailman. He says he saves packages he thinks are bombs for... Just in case. Mm-hmm. Just in case he needs to threaten people That's with not it. unhealthy at all, is it? So, great guy. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. The first bomb, not a bomb. It's just a clock. The second bomb, though, as we said, this piece of shit cop supposedly on the bomb squad, bad at his job, killed the black man. He <laughs> says... <laughs> I love how you said that with such fucking confidence. Because it like, Nobody's going to fact check me on that <laughs> Go one. Go watch the movie, you know. You'll see it. Sinbad gives another bomb. The cop says, ah, it ain't no bomb. It's a bomb. And Sinbad hits one of the best lines, I think. Because after the explosion, Howard just, oh, he's got a look on his face like Jesus. And Sinbad turns around and says, that was really a bomb? It's a sick world. There's some sick people we live <laughs> And just runs out. It's like, he didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know. So tell us about the Scrooge effect. So basically what we're going to kind of try to argue, because we've already kind of gotten into this Christmas Carol parallel. Successfully, by the way. I think we're nailing it. So deal with that. Um, we're going to dig our heels in even deeper and kind of make the argument that much like how Scrooge transformed through his trials with the ghosts, Howard transforms into Turbo Man. Mm-hmm. He goes from a villain to a hero. To a hero. Turbo Man. Why is he so important? He's not just a toy. 
no, 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 no. He's more no. than a toy. It's much more. Turbo Man is not just a toy. He's an idea. He's much like Batman in that way. At first, it's just a man dressing up as a bat. It's weird. What is this guy doing? What does this rich white man think he's doing? Why doesn't he just donate to the city and fix things? No, 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 because that would be too easy. Bruce Wayne's got to get down there and beat up some homeless people. Aww. <laughs> you know? He's not a good guy, is he? But at the end, <laughs> Batman changes. Watch yourself. He's, well. Batman changes. He is flawed. We love the flawed individual. So is Howard. But he's a man, so. Ugh. Nice try, Strike Batman. Strike one. Mm-hmm. But in the end, Batman, he becomes so much more than just a person. He becomes an idea. It's the idea of Batman. And Turbo Man is much the same. Because Jamie, he says he wants the toy. He wants the Turbo Man doll with all the lines. You can count on me. The jetpack. The fucking discs. But what Jamie doesn't know, but what we know, because much like Myron, we took one semester of psychology in college. I actually did. Yeah, that's true. Did you take, you took a psych class too, Oh, I took multiple. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Turbo Man symbolizes the ultimate father figure for Jamie. Jamie sees Turbo Man and he says, I want a toy, but no, what he's saying is I want a father. I want a dad. Because Turbo Man is strong Mm -hmm. dependable yes he's cool he's kind he's brave he's always there and we know that howard is not loser 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 i mean hell turbo man's tagline is you can always count on me and jamie can never count on his father oh don't close the door on your father a protector is what Turbo Man is. So when Howard decides to become a better father, he literally is changed into Turbo Man. Hooray! And he embodies everything Jamie wanted his father to be. It's pretty spot on that the situation mirrors the episode that Jamie watches at the Mm -hmm. beginning. I love parallel episodes. It's fantastic because then we see that Jamie's fantasy... What he wanted, what he saw on a TV show, becomes his reality as he sees his father turn into the father he wants him to be. Mm-hmm. He becomes, he stops being Howard. He turns into Turbo Man, the greatest dad that Jamie could ever want. We love wish fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So it's just Hooray, like, Christmas. look at this film. It worked out. Mm-hmm. Just a bad movie? Come on now. Look what's happening. Dickens, we're wish sl- fulfillment. We're slowly getting me there. Oh, come on now. I'm evolving. How are you not already there? You see I'm what evolving. we've done? That's fine. It's okay. I understand. It's much like a fine wine. You gotta you gotta take your time with it. You don't like it on the first try. It's like you don't really understand the book until you have to write a paper on it. And you're like, oh, there's more here than I thought. <laughs> oh, I don't want to do this. Ah, <laughs> not that's good. all I did in college, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Howard needs to prove his love for his son, like Eddie said, in the only way that apparently fathers know how, which is buying a child a gift to like just check the box. It's easy. Like, done. Now I don't have to do anything for the rest <laughs> of the I, year. Now I never have to think about my son again. Nope. I did the bare minimum. Yep. What, do you want me to do? Spend time with it? Talk to it? Mm-mm. I like how we called it an it. It's not a person anymore. <laughs> you think I care about this thing that I participated in making? 
I gotta go make money and sexually harass my secretary. Ah, <laughs> like a good father. Like a good man should. Anyway, in line with the capitalist ideal of just being able to buy your problems away. This film is a lot more nuanced in the way that it approaches capitalism and the way that it was perceived versus the way that it was intended. So we're going to get a little bit into the history. We typically don't do this. We don't usually do a lot of research on the movies we talk about on the show, but this is a really cool find and uh, we both learned this recently. So I think it's, it's pretty informative and interesting to talk about, especially in the context of like the original message of this film, what went wrong. We're going to get into it. Critics suck. Let's start there. Oh boy, do critics suck. I mean, I've been, I've been sort of on a crusade against critics for the last. <laughs> You've got like, just, like the holy war. You've mm-hmm. got like the big shield and it's got like, a, I don't know. It says critics and it's got the circle with the X through it. But <laughs> oh, the, <laughs> critics. My no! shield, my shield is just the Nine Museum franchise. Jingle all the way. Sixteen blocks is on there. Space Jam. Yep. Just a whole bunch of movies Twilight. that I love. We could throw Twilight on there. Thri- Twilight's on the inside of the shield, so you can look so at Edward while you're running forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can have him looking back. Yeah, at he's me. the inspiration. Uh huh. I can get lost in those eyes. <sighs> can we all? The skin of a killer. That's Robert Pattinson you're talking about. I digress. My shield is just full of all these movies that are very, very low percentage. Oh, yeah. Critically on Rotten Tomatoes. And my sword is just... Not giving a fuck? <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I just I, I just think critics are bad for so many reasons. Because why, why do you need someone to tell you that you like something? I don't know. They're obsolete at this point, too, because like now we have... The yeah, internet? Cause, cause so we could just day, talk to people yeah. or look up chat forums and be like, what did you think of this movie? Uh-huh. Or just, you know, or just be someone who wants to take a risk yeah. and say, I'm somewhat interested in this. It's okay if I end up not liking it. I've got $5. I could go watch this film. Now it's like $15 to go watch a movie, though. There is yeah, a little bit. Matinee. Oh, matinee. well, okay. Yeah. If we're going to the matinee, sure. But... Critics are shitty. I'll talk more about other reasons why they're shitty, but the main reason they're shitty for Jingle All the Way is that when this film came out in 96, critics very quickly painted it as a cash grab of a film. Critics themselves sold this narrative that Jingle All the Way was only made to sell merch of Turbo Man because they had Turbo Man toys that were made for the film Mm -hmm. and were being sold. But there's a few interesting things here. Yeah, Again, it's kind of convoluted, honestly. Yeah, but it's funny because, you know, Kayla said we did a little research here. I would say here on Show Dependent, the most research we do is a quick Google. We read the Wikipedia. We read the wiki for about five minutes and then, yep. hey. That was our research. <laughs> let's call that a day. Done and done. But due to the short time that this movie had to film, because Arnold signed on in March, and it was done by essentially... It was like a six-month six process, months later, right? Yes. And that giving them such a short merchandising promotion time, they only made around 200,000 dolls of Turbo Man. That's not a lot. Not a lot at all. And the creators have said on record that this film is satire. It was mm-hmm. made, the writer said, he wrote it about 
experiences he had with himself and his family trying to find toys for people during Christmas. This was during like the Tickle Me Elmo craze, right? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a comment on that. And it was sort of, well, it was serendipitous because right, right, it came right. out in 96 and then 96 that Christmas season was like the wild Tickle Me Elmo craze. Right, where, where people were getting like trampled to near death. Yeah, people died, I'm sure. I think that they did, yeah. This is America. Of Astro course people world, died. Baby. Astro world. I gotta say it here, I cannot imagine as I look up at the sky and see emergency lights mm-hmm. and then I see some shitty 18-year-old kid dancing on top of the emergency vehicle and as I fade away from this mortal coil mm-hmm. all i hear is i get these goosebumps every time just i oh, messed boy. up rest in peace <laughs> it's fucking wild fuck this film by the writers themselves it was never about selling merch no it was about critiquing that very thing mm-hmm. and if you watch the movie and what we the said, situations are insane yeah, for one, the situations are insane, but are they really? Cause, I mean... Because people no. have died. Oh, yeah. People get in fights. People shoot people. People stab people. People kill people for a fucking chicken sandwich. Not I that long ago. I forgot about that. Yeah. You know? So, people have been saying it more and more, but like The Onion, their headlines are starting not even to be No, ridiculous. they're not even satirical anymore. It's just like, I'd believe that. Mm-hmm. It's just... That's a Tuesday. The simulation's breaking. Things are getting worse. It's just wild. Yeah. But this film obviously makes fun of the capitalistic nature of Christmas, at least that a lot of people have Mm -hmm. the idea of Christmas. Because, as we've said here, there's many times in this film where it's just obvious that it's not about toys. No. Jamie wants a father. That's what Turbo Man represents. Howard wants to be a good father. That's what getting the Turbo Man represents. It's just critics, once again, convincing themselves, saying, well, for one, I'm a critic. I need to take everything seriously. Nothing can just be yes, fun. This, this holiday children's film. This is Star- high art. Starring Arnold. Yeah. An action man, star. An action star who can barely speak English. Yep. I'm going to grade this with the same grading scale, the same rubric as I did Citizen Kane. Because these are equal. Critics fucking suck. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it. I don't need someone to tell me if I'm gonna like a movie or if I like a movie. Or even worse, that somehow I'm dumb for liking a movie that someone thinks sucks. Because oftentimes critics, and I mean I do it too at times, but recently I gotta say I've been getting a lot better. I've been watching some people do reviews of movies that I hate and seeing like, oh, okay, I guess I can see some parts i'm trying to see the other side mm-hmm. on movies but oftentimes critics are like this movie's dumb as shit and if you like it you're also dumb as shit and it's like buddy i can't just enjoy a christmas film. i will take my dumb person <laughs> sticker thank you yeah. let me put, put my, that on my chest i am dumb put my dunce cap on oh that's cute i know we should what make if one. we made you a dunce cap That'd be and fun. then put little buttons of all the stupid movies you like on Aww. it this is your dunce hat that you mm-hmm. wear during your dunce movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be sick. That's pretty cute. So yeah, this leads us to the lottery ball scene. Because it's <sighs> it's the scene that very much hits on the nose that this isn't about the toys. No. It's about showing how dumb these parents are for acting so ridiculous 
being for being, animals. For essentially being willing. I mean, you can go back and say, wow, someone probably died during that scene if mm-hmm. it were real life because they're just trampling each other, shoving each other. People are flying. This fucking kid. This child needs to be put down. Uh, <laughs> now this child is like a 40-year-old. Yeah. But. I wonder if they did anything else. Probably not. Probably not. I wouldn't hire her. No, not after this. Not after this. You I, know what you did. Ugh. She's so gross. And this is no offense to the actor who who played this child because it's not your fault. They just made you the most disgusting version of a child I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, a nightmare the, kid. The haircut, the gross-out factor of putting a rubber ball in your mouth Ugh. that's just been bouncing all over a mall floor. God, kids are wild, And though. playground. And you would think that kids would have gotten better, but then again, parents haven't gotten better. No, no, no. But you would no, think no. that kids would have gotten better after this COVID situation? No. And some of them have. Some are pretty good. But a lot of kids are still just absolute animals. I see kids just eating food. I watched a kid drop food into their mask and suck it out. Oh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... um. I mean, there's kids that... It was like chili. Ooh. And it fell in the mask and they're like... <laughs> and I said, the, take that off. I'm getting you a new one. Disgusting. Stuff. These kids that like put their mask in their mouth. Yeah, they just I, suck on it like a binky. like three hours later, their mask is soaked. Yeah. It's just, what are you doing? And also, I got to say, kids be putting ketchup on anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. I this is the thing that's bothered you recently. I can't get it off my mind. I've seen kids put ketchup on fried chicken, which looks disgusting. I saw a kid put ketchup on just a piece of bread. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. I saw another one put ketchup on the slice of pizza. Tomato on tomato. Different mm-hmm. kind of tomato. Mm-hmm. It's not advanced. It's no way it's helping the flavors. Oh, no. Kids just see ketchup and say, oh, I'm going to put it on this. Put a little ketchup in my coffee. Yep. Like that nice. Yep. A little ketchup on my ice cream. Mm-hmm. I watched a kid dip a chicken nugget in ranch mm-hmm. and just suck the ranch <sighs> off repeatedly. That kills me. It's <laughs> so gross. Just fucking eat it. But this kid has this the worst haircut I've ever seen. I'm a little grossed out right now. Yeah, I'm a little queasy. This kid's got a dumb face. Also, she's like close, I would guess, like pushing six. Yeah, she looks, And they put her in, like, a baby stroller. Yeah, she's big. She looks tall for whatever age she is. She looks like she's, oh, she's it's tall for It's because, you know age. what it probably was? What? It was probably, like, the child labor laws saying, yeah. you cannot actually have a three-year-old child put a ball in their mouth. Mm-hmm. It has to be a kid that understands, like, this is not something you can swallow. You cannot choke on it. Put it's some ketchup on it. It's just going to be in your mouth, and then you're going to spit it out, okay? Because kids are dumb. Yeah, kids the, will accidentally die all the time. And the writers slash directors are probably like, oh, fucking get the 10-year-old and put him in there. Yeah, shut the, the 10-year-old skinny kid in a stroller. Whatever, you're three, all right? You're three. We'll put Just, you in some ugly red overalls, call it good. Mm-hmm, we're going to make you look stupid. No one's going to like you. It's going to be great. Uh, I hate that kid so much. Yeah, but not nearly it, as much as you hate Ryan from Ryan's oh World. God. Is that what it's called, Ryan's World? It's called. I'm pretty sure it's called Ryan's World. That, like, dumbass kid. It's not his fault. He's being exploited <laughs> yeah. by his parents for millions of Let dollars a year. Let him have it. You hate this kid's guts. I hate his face. I know. Is what it is. I have just... you ever, like, hated a child before? Like, I mean, 
Yeah, uh, yes. The answer is oh, yeah. probably yes. The but not like this because it's completely unwarranted. Well, like, not you've like never this seen because his... I've, I've never met this kid. I'm sure no. he's a great kid. You've never seen his channel. You've never like. No, no, no. Why? I hate his face. Why would I see? <laughs> Why would I Just see? Just put it on mute. Listen to what he has to say about the Paw Patrol toy set. Honestly, it's not even put it on mute. It's like. No, I, not you. Like, look away from the screen and just listen. Yeah. So I need the audio only. Funny enough, I need the podcast of Ryan's World. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And I mean, everyone has this, right? I think everyone has it. I'm not some maniac, I hope. No, just like, there's or just everyone, some people. Everyone has just one, at least one person, one thing where you look at it and you don't even know why you don't like it. Uh-huh. But you just fucking hate it. You're like, I want that thing gone from my my existence i just need him to have a different face and i really hate that he has a cartoon version of himself it's like this cartoon version of you is just as ugly as normal version they didn't even make it look good no no so maybe it's the parents fault for birthing an ugly child yes i hope he grows out of it whoever i choose to blame it's not going to change the fact that ryan i'm sorry i hate your face you're killing it being exploited by your parents oh yeah Hopefully, hopefully when you turn when 18, you turn 18, you can sue them for all that they're worth. Or they can show that they're not totally shitty by giving you the majority of the money that you yeah. earn them. So speaking of like disgusting practices, besides like sucking on, I almost said sucking on balls in a mall. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a different movie. That's, that's part that's, of Ted's. Ted that's gets Ted's his way. movie. Or Ted, all the- Ted gets his way. <laughs> yeah. Sucking all some duck <laughs> in the ball pit. Howard would be so lucky. <laughs> Ted is Ted is a very experienced man. Oh, okay. Didn't know that's where you were going with huh? that. Are you oh. going with Ted sucking Howard? Yeah. <laughs> okay, damn. How do you not want Howard? It's jingle, Arnold. Jingle all the way, rule 34. Yeah. Oh, God. Scalping. Ugh. Yeah, it turns out that the true criminals of this film seem to be Santa himself. Ooh, Santa and his elves. Santa turned heel, guys. I know. Sorry to tell you. He's a good heel, though. I'm going to put you on the naughty list tonight. Mm. (laughs) It's kind of hot. I'm not going (laughs) to... What? Just doing something for me. uh, Is there a Mrs. Claus in the... Ooh. (laughs) Oh, I got the vapors. The vapors. This group of Santa Claus con men, the main one of which... They're all mall Santas, by the way. Oh, yeah, because they got an organized ring. It's organized crime. Oh, yeah, it's super They're counterfeiting. They're driving up prices for toys. The main Santa that we meet is Jim Belushi. But for one, I got to say, it's very funny just because I love it. They say, hey, buddy, we have a Turbo Man. Check it out. This picture was taken just today, and it shows the elf holding the Turbo Man and then holding today's newspaper. Yep. As if they kidnapped Turbo Man. Because that's what it was originally used well, for. Well, they basically pulled him over the border. Turbo Man's also an immigrant. <laughs> At least this Turbo Man is. He is an illegal immigrant, apparently. When Howard goes with Santa and the Elf to their warehouse to get this Turbo Man. Super sketch. First of all, Howard looks around and he's like, oh. He says, hey, there's something about this that isn't uh, kosher. Mm-hmm. And Jim Belushi's Santa says, hey, guess what? We're providing a service here. Uh-huh. We're providing a service here. Did you ever hear the song, He Was the Little Boy That Santa Claus Forgot? And then we get a song for some reason. Then we get a nice song. Oh, he's the little boy that Santa Claus forgot. 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we've got a barbershop quartet. Oh, yeah. Everyone's getting in it. Essentially, the song ends with, Oh, I feel for that poor laddie Who hasn't, hasn't got, got a daddy. daddy He's the little boy that, that Santa, Santa Claus forgot. forgot He forgot Wow. We sang that horribly, but you get the idea. No, I think we killed it. I think I did very poorly. You did much better than me, so well done. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I think I killed it, but you were ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. My heart went, <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. You did good. I did Bummer. Bad. Well done. Essentially saying they do it for the kids who don't get toys, but this ain't right. Bullshit. Howard, he gets the Turbo Man. It costs $300. He opens it immediately because, again, Howard's not a dummy. Calculated for inflation that is over $500, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. In modern Half a grand money. for a toy. In 2021 money? Woof. As soon as Howard opens it, this thing explodes. And speaks Spanish. Hombre de Turbo? Yeah. I don't know. Howard, try and get his money back. Santa step in. It becomes... Hey, hey, hey. All sales are final. Mm-hmm. It becomes Howard versus Santa's. Like 300 Santas. We got the fight scene where on one side it's Howard with the Dukes. It up. definitely feels like a Scott Pilgrim. And then it says moment. versus. And on the versus. other side of the screen, just populated with infinite Santas. Doing the, <laughs> just, doing the, the jab bounce. Yeah. yeah. Howard beats ass. Mm-hmm. He's in there. He's taking two people on at a time or two Santas on at a time. Sending one them, people flying. One of them has nunchucks. He's doing great. He's getting the hang of it. And then we hear Pyro. And we hear a song, well, well, it's the Big Show. And then Big Show himself. In a beard. Steps out of the WWE ring Mm -hmm. and says, I'm going to deck your halls. Love it. Proceeds to no-sell all the offense Mm -hmm. from Howard. But, again, Howard somewhat outsmarts the Big Show. Gets him to punch a... Little person Santa, mm-hmm. who he calls his little buddy. His little buddy. Sends him flying. Sent flying. Howard capitalizes. Gets the dub. The FBI raid, as we said. Mm-hmm. Howard thinks on his feet. He finds a badge and says, you know, this is a terrible bust. I've been working on this case for years. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. He gets out of there. Good thinking. Smart man. See, good at improv. Mm-hmm. This guy's killing it. So as we said, he goes. He tries to steal the toy that Ted got. Or... He tries to steal the Turbo Man that Ted got for his son. He decides, I have morals. I can't do this. But Liz finds out. Ted finds out. The reindeer finds out, too. (laughs) Oh, the reindeer was the one who busted him. Yep. The reindeer also finds out what Howard's hands can do. Because that boy eats an uppercut. The reindeer started it. He did. After Liz and Ted leave, Howard gets a couple beers. Gets a boozing. Couple brewskis. Gets the reindeer drunk. He looks at the clubhouse. Can you tell us about that? So the one year that Howard didn't fuck up Christmas, yeah, that's only once. Jamie's like eight, almost, probably. I don't know. No one's perfect. Especially Howard. One year for Christmas, he got Jamie a clubhouse, and he stayed up all night making it, and Jamie woke up on Christmas morning, loved the thing, played in it all day long, loved it so much that he had his parents have Christmas dinner inside of it that night. An amazing memory for Howard, like, getting that one win on Christmas. He's a great father. As he's boozing with the reindeer, he looks inside the window of the clubhouse and on the wall sees a family portrait that Jamie drew of them looking happy together. 
And he's like, oh, it's time I start keeping my promises. Mm-hmm. He very quickly puts eye drops in his eyes. And I like, gotta pretend to be crying. <sighs> then we take the face turn. He's almost turned completely face. The crowd's getting behind him mm-hmm. naturally. Yep. He's almost completed his transformation. Naturally, with the help of synthetic tears. Yes, mm-hmm. we're doing it. We're yeah. doing it well. Hey, sometimes everyone needs a little help. We get to the Wintertainment Parade. It's the parade that apparently Jamie and Liz go to every year. Howard, not in attendance. But it's a parade where Turbo Man is going to make an appearance. And here at this parade, as we said, he runs away from a cop, sees Ted try and get with Liz, but he has to make his escape. He gets mistaken for an actor, and he becomes Turbo Man himself. Which I have to say is wild, because Turbo Man's brand is insanely strong. Oh, yeah. And I know that, hell, I like some kids animation oh yeah but even the adults are jazz ecstatic to be seen turbo mm-hmm. man and they know that it's a guy in a suit but they're just like yeah man you dude howard gets to give a special turbo man to a special little boy child his... doesn't have to be a boy okay but he picks a little boy because he chooses <laughs> his own son you imagine if he just didn't he's like oh, oh that girl her Eat a dick, Jamie. You ra- you yell at me after I barely raise my voice at you, you piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Flies off, never to be seen again. When he does this, he says Jamie's name. He very clearly has an Austrian accent still, and still sounds like Howard, even though the guy said it'll change his voice. Jamie! He knows my name. Wow, it's like I'm watching the movie. Wow, I wonder why he knows your name, Jamie. Again, as we said, the fight replays the fight at the beginning. But Jamie, I I just have to point out, he's doing a lot for this toy. And I get that it's a special edition. Adjusted for inflation is probably now worth over a grand. Mm-hmm. Probably more because of collectors and stuff. Not enough to put your life on the line. Because Jamie gets the toy, Howard tells him to run. And then this kid proceeds to climb up a building. Oh yeah, like a five-story building. And then go on top of a tree... That's on top of said five-story building. Yeah. That proceeds to fall over. He goes plummeting towards the ground. All for a doll, dude? Mm-hmm. And it's just funny because, like, if Jamie thinks that he's actually going to lose his toy, I mean, you're part of a parade. There's thousands of witnesses. You see them. Mm-hmm. They're five feet to your left. Like, Jamie, what are you doing? And I get that he's a kid, but my God. Kayla makes a claim that he he thought it was real. Yes, because that is Turbo Man. That is Dementor. All those little minions are real. Booster is real, too. Nobody likes you, Booster. (laughs) Which, honestly, Booster, pretty lame. Yeah. Just a saber-toothed tiger that's pink. He's cute. Anyways, there's a few times here, because this is where the CGI kicks in. Kayla Uh, doesn't like it. I hate it. I think it's funny. Because it's, it's not so horrible. It's not like The Rock in The Mummy Returns. Oof. That's or really bad. Or In Twilight. Ugh. And that movie came out, what, in 2009? So bad. And that baby looks so much worse than the CGI in this film. You know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So let, let's give it that. But With the exception of the scene where Jamie is falling. There's two scenes because... <laughs> When Jamie falls off that five-story building... The worst editing I think I've ever seen in a professional production. (laughs) It shows him fall regularly for like half a second. And then when Howard takes off on his jetpack, 
and goes to catch him. We get a brief scene of Jamie plummeting what looks like a hundred stories. A hundred stories in a second. He's just ah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way this kid wouldn't just be dead. Oh, my God. The speed at which he's falling is insane. But he saves him. There is a weird part, though. And I want you, if you have the film, go check it out. Because after... Oh, God. I forgot about this. Yeah. Because we'll talk about Howard's reveal in a second. But after he reveals himself to be Howard, and he's getting congratulations, and the cop says, oh, we'd love to have you on the force, and he sees that it's Howard, and he's like, oh, boy, Howard apologizes. There's a fucking guy behind Howard and Liz who's selling popcorn who looks CGI'd in. Yeah. Like, what was there something there that they didn't like? Did they feel like they needed to fill the scene and they said just CGI a dude in? I feel like it could be this version. The extended edition? I feel like be- they may have edited it for, like, now. I don't know, maybe there was something like slightly problematic in the background and they're like, popcorn guy. It's just wild. I don't know, it's super weird though. Maybe, conspiracy theory, put that little hat on. Mm -hmm. The men in black did it. Oh, creepy. We saw something. You saw something as a child. Sure. And then they went in. On this copy of Jingle All The Way that I bought Mm -hmm. four years ago. Yes. I saw it as a kid. No, the men in black did that. A while ago. Oh. Yeah, mm. before all these new versions like were the, released. Oh, the jetpack was real. Yes. They had to make it look bad because they were like, how'd they figure out jetpacks already? We're supposed yep. to, this supposed to be like 2030 yep. stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go back. Yep. Maybe that's why Turbo Man failed. I'm saying. Slash Jingle all the way. That's the name of the movie, not Turbo Man. Let's talk about the reveal real quick because Jamie is saved. Yes. But he's sad. Oh, why? Jamie is sad because... Yeah, he got saved by Turbo Man. He had a great time. But his father's not there. And he says, oh, dad's not here because he's mad at me and because I yelled at him and he didn't want to come. Otherwise, he would be here. And Turbo Man looks down at Jamie. And he says, no, that's not true. You're his all-time favorite person. Jamie says, how do you know that? And Turbo Man says, well, who else would know more than... And he takes his cowl off to reveal mm-hmm. howard <gasps> me wow dad howard hey it's another star wars moment this kid was destined to be like anakin like what 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 do you mean he became darth vader who says the line i am your father yo yo You're right. jingle all the way did it first the prequel <laughs> the prequel you gotta watch it you gots to watch it. Yeah. It's episode zero. Jingle all the way. There you go. It's part <laughs> of the Star Wars universe. Officially now. canon. Mm-hmm. Jamie lights up. Howard is so excited that his son loves him. And Liz is very impressed by the bulge of Turbo Man. Oh, Howard. Mm-hmm. You know what's under there. You know it's not that big. You don't big. act surprised. Oh, stop it. It's not that big. He's got the added padded bulge. No, that's all him. That's a fact. That's not true That's at all. a turbo time fact right there. Nope. Jamie gives the toy away to Myron. It's going to make his son very happy because, again, Jamie, he doesn't need a doll. Howard has become the father he mm-hmm. needed him to be. There you go. Isn't that all that we all want? This film, of course, is a comedy and has to end like a comedy. So we get a zinger 
at the end, a stinger, whatever you want to call it. Basically, they put the star on top of the tree. Liz is happy. Jamie's happy. Everybody's happy. And Liz is like, well, if you went to all that trouble to get Jamie a doll, then makes me wonder, what'd you get for me? And then the camera just, 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 he just looks into the camera. <gasps> and that's it. I hate that ending. Why? I love it. I think it just completely like invalidates everything that's just happened. What do you mean? Because it's like, yeah, you're a good father, but now you're just a shit husband. He's a man. He can't uh, be, he can't, it's one uh, or the other gorgeous. You want him to take care of his kid or you want him to love his wife? Which one is it? Why do we have to choose... Why men great till they gotta be great? <laughs> Lizzo, wor- truer words have never been spoken, my queen. Jingle uh. all the way to is set up seemingly in that. At least it was for me. As a young Eddie, I was totally like, they have to make a sequel, right? Gotta show him and possibly Jamie working together to get Liz a gift on Christmas Day. It's wild, but it could work. Never happened. Thank God. Jingle all the way fades into oblivion until. Oh no. The WWE starts a movie studio, for some reason revives the Jingle All the Way brand, casts Larry the Cable Guy, and Santino Marella, a WWE wrestler, as the leads in Jingle All the Way 2. I watched it hoping that it would somehow, some way, be fun a little bit. I'm an advocate for watch dumb shit. Yeah. But this movie's just legitimately bad. <laughs> it was not It was not fun to watch. It was fun because I was... I think I took Instagram videos of me watching it. Oh. And being like, woo, check all the way too. And then I didn't do any other videos because it was not fun. But for the meme of watching it, because I... Don't think anyone else has ever seen this film. I think I'm the no. one guy who's seen You're this movie. You're the one person that went to Redbox and said, Oh, yeah, let me get one of this. Let yeah. me get one of these. So, unfortunately, the Jingle All The Way brand feels pretty weak right now. But I would personally love to get some sort of revival. They're selling Turbo Man dolls at Walmart. All right, but I need the brand to be stronger. So, maybe, maybe it'll come back. Just get, just give Turbo Man a chance. It, it's Turbo Time, again, in 2021 and beyond. And beyond. Let's define the relationship briefly. You kind of already know where I'm at, but I'll let Kayla briefly tell you how she feels about it. She's alluded to it. In 2021, mm-hmm. after this viewing, how do you feel about it? What's your relationship like? You got to define, define the relationship. My relationship with this movie is kind of like a co-worker. Do you really know them? Meh. Not really. Do they make you laugh sometimes? Sure. Are things a little bit more bearable when they're around? Yes. Do I love this movie? No. Is it fun? Yes. Do I appreciate it a lot more now than I did, I don't know, an hour ago? Yeah, we got there. Being able to analyze it and look through it at the lenses that we put on it was very fun. And knowing that this is an anti-capitalist satire, that definitely bumps it up on the list for me as well. The ultimate thing that makes it better for me every time I watch it is getting to hear Eddie laugh at all the parts that make him happy. So if anything, this is a really fun reminder of Eddie's childhood, How which I obviously... Yep, yep. 
the stupid idiot I'm in love with. I love him. Um, no, but it's because I didn't know Eddie when he was young. This is a fun little glimpse into the the proverbial window that was his childhood, and it it's pretty cute. Thank you. Uh huh. It's a glimpse into my own childhood because much like Scrooge, I need a ghost to tell me mm-hmm. what happened because I don't remember. Yeah. I'm going to keep mine short and sweet because you already know. You figured it out. But I have to say, I'm DTRing. I am show dependent mm-hmm. on Jingle All The Way. So what does it mean? It means that every year around Christmas, multiple watches. Christmas season comes around. I need to watch this film. Because if I don't, it doesn't feel like Christmas. I quote the film constantly around Christmas. It's fresh in my mind. I know the lines. I know when they say them. As Kayla said... It's a part of my childhood. It's a part of young Eddie's life. And as I transition into the Eddie that I am today, Jingle All The Way helped me get here. It helps me bond with my family a bit, and it helps me bond with the other people that know Jingle All The Way and can enjoy it for what it is. A dumb but fun Christmas film about a father just trying to become the father that his son needs. And it's all because of a Turbo Man doll. Hooray! It's kind of spooky. <laughs> I don't think I like that. Well, there's ghosts in Christmas. There are a lot of ghosts in Christmas. Everyone out there listening, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. For giving us your time, giving us your effort, giving us your ears, and allowing us to hopefully entertain you a little bit. I know it was fun for us. Mm-hmm. If you liked what you heard, please follow, download, spread the word about Show Dependent. Tell all the loved ones you will celebrate Christmas with and hopefully watch Jingle All The Way with that they can find Show Dependent on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Show Dependent Pod. That is S-H-O Dependent Pod. My name is Eddie I can be found on Twitter, on Twitch, at Victor V. Sweet. And Kayla can be found at... You can find me at the bottom of a ball pit, avoiding life in general. And you can find me on the internet at DJ Vivich on Twitter. And with that, this episode on Jingle All the Way has come to a close. But before we go, there are two last things that we do. You could think of them as our post credit scenes. Because we would like for you to save the date, our next episode is a doozy. It's our Christmas episode, and it is on. A film that is new to Eddie, relatively. But for Kayla, is a heavy hitter. Mm-hmm. You'll want snow, it's got snow. Oh, yeah. You'll want choreography, it's got so much choreography. You want sisters, there's two of them. Bing Crosby, mm-hmm. Danny Kay. It is known as White Christmas. Oh, so good. So So excited to bring this to you. So excited to talk about it and take a trip back to Pine Tree, Vermont. And we're going to stay in the Columbia Inn. Cannot wait. Can't wait to tap dance this one into your hearts. It's Mm -hmm. going to be a doozy. Oh, yeah. And we will leave you with this. The words of Jamie himself once he has given away the Turbo Man doll. Once he is asked by Howard, why did you do that? Jamie says, What What do do I I need need the doll doll for? for?
I got, got the, the real Turbo, Turbo Man, Man at home. home.